0: Awaken. Acknowledging the spirit realm with love, we walk along the path that leads within. Always do we seek the truth, knowing that death awaits all. Energetically do we face our ego. Now, in this moment, do we proclaim. Lightworkers lead the way.
1: Those of us already in the magical world are the lightworkers who toil away on a daily basis to transmute dark forces into light. This sacred alchemy is a spiritual technology handed down to us from the gods, like Prometheus taking fire to the humans. The Uranian-Aquarian strength of being different, of surviving exile and persecution by the dominant dark forces, of tapping into the power of the future, and of leading the way out of darkness with a torch is now needed and has been activated for us at this moment. If only we are ready to grab the torch and charge forward as fearless love warriors. Who knows what we will be capable of creating together in the magical world. The Aquarian future beckons, and the lightworkers lead the way.
0: Hell yeah. Lightworkers do lead the way. Yeah, that's us. Yes. It might be you as well listening at this moment. Yes. We wanted to start off with the piece, with different different things we've written. I wrote that um, 26 January 2023, more than a year ago. It's uh, similar to uh, re- creeds, different types of creeds that are in uh, military organizations like the Rangers, SF, uh, all that special type shit. Um, we've created different types of creeds and and things that we we believe in and and how we relate to the energy of astrology and our daily lives so we're wanted to read a few little excerpts of those things to help you understand from the way that we understand
1: right and i'll just give the brief background of where lightworkers lead the way l w l t w comes from which also is our website domain, if you enter LWLTW.com, it goes to our website, because it was one of the first things that I think allowed me to identify you and to solidify our bond and our vision for the future. When we first met, we started emailing each other. Um, You had contacted me for an astrology session by email, and then we just couldn't stop emailing each other just back and forth constantly right and i remember one of the emails i, I would write you at dawn or before dawn because mm-hmm. i'd get up at five and you would often write me right back mm-hmm. at that time of the morning yeah and one of the early emails you said something about how you learned in the army about being prepared at dawn that many attacks come at dawn and that it was necessary time to be prepared. Mm-hmm. And I think that was the email where you did you say Rangers lead the way and then turn it? I can't find the email, sadly.
0: I think what I said was never sleep past dawn. That's when the French and Indians attacked. Yes. And then that caused me to think about the Ranger Creed and the Rangers in general, which led to our current motto, one of our current mottos, which is Lightworkers lead the way which is an ad, uh, adapt, adaptation of Rangers Lead the Way, <clears throat> which is the last line of the Ranger Creed um, to all those rangers out there listening. Um, you know, as well as m- most, that rangers do lead the way. <laughs> Everyone knows that. Uh, so I, I, I was inspired to say Lightworkers Lead the Way um, due in part to the rangers. Because nothing embodies leadership like the Rangers. Mm. Ran- the Ranger School and Ranger Battalion and the way that the Rangers do things embodies, it's all about accountability mm. and leadership. Mm. Everything is, is, is back to leadership, starting from the, the lowest to the highest, from team leader to squad leader to platoon sergeant to platoon leader. Each position is, is accountable Because Mm. it's serious shit. Death awaits all rangers, um, typically.
1: (laughs) Maybe you should read the Ranger Creed.
0: Okay, yeah. So the Ranger Creed um, is moving, if you've never heard it. If you were in uh, the army and you are a ranger, if you have a tab that you've saved, do you have the black and gold uh, in in the inside of your patrol cap as we speak at this moment? Or, Or is it on your left uh, is it on your left sleeve with your ranger scroll on your right sleeve? If if so, um, hell yeah. I salute you. Thank you. Excellent job. Um, the Ranger Creed. Recognizing that I volunteered as a ranger, fully, fully knowing the hazards of my chosen profession, I will always endeavor to uphold the prestige, honor, and high esprit de corps of my ranger regiment. Acknowledging the fact that a ranger is a more elite soldier who arrives at the cutting edge of battle by land, sea, or air, I accept the fact that as a ranger, my country expects me to move further, faster, and fight harder than any other soldier. Never shall I fail my comrades. I will always keep myself mentally alert, physically strong, and morally straight, and I will shoulder more than my share of the task, whatever it may be, 100% and then some. Gallantly will I show the world that I am a specially selected and well-trained soldier. My courtesy to superior officers, neatness of dress and care of equipment shall set the example for others to follow. Energetically will I meet the enemies of my country. I shall defeat them on the field of battle for I am a better trained, for I am better trained and will fight with all my might. Surrender is not a ranger word. I will never leave a fallen comrade to fall into the hands of the enemy and under no circumstances will I ever embarrass my country. Readily will I display the intestinal fortitude required to fight on to the ranger objective and complete the mission. Though I be the lone survivor, rangers lead the way.
1: Wow. I get goosebumps every time you read that. It's in, it's very powerful.
0: It's powerful, and it, it's inspired many a ranger yeah. to get all fired up. I mean, I don't know how many people have RLTW tattooed. Mm. Uh, it, it's no joke. And it's, it's uh, serious shit. Mm-hmm. People take it very <laughs> deeply, uh, as they should. Um, mm-hmm. the, the motto is, is just a uh, placeholder for the actions mm-hmm. that they're about to uh, embark upon. Mm-hmm. The ranger jumps out of a plane, oftentimes, into active uh, battle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he should have um, some nice... Uh, motivation mm-hmm. before he does that because mm-hmm. it's going to be some serious, scary shit. Mm-hmm. So I think in our case, in our way of life, the way that we're living, mm-hmm. we are into some serious, scary shit on a mm-hmm. daily basis mm-hmm. that requires us to be uh, motivated mm-hmm. so that we can fight mm-hmm. the battle. Mm-hmm. And uh, what better way to do that than to have a high mm-hmm. free decor?
1: Right, right. And we decided to, we've debated different things with the words Mm -hmm. and i ended up deciding recently that we should stick to lightworkers lead the way even if people have their own thoughts about lightworkers the term has been used by different people but that's not our business (laughs) our business is how we use it right and what we mean by it right and because it came to you as a straight inspiration, mm-hmm. so long ago when we first met, right. It just seems authentic and like the a message to us mm-hmm. rather than something we're doing we're doing for marketing reasons or trying to make people think we're something, right. you know right um, but, yeah, I mean we've been talking about d- different things about what is a light worker and and what does it mean? I mean, I think, one of the things, obviously, is is astrology, the way we work with astrology and what we're doing with it. And we wanted to talk some about that today, I think, just because we refer to it all the time, but we don't really explain our philosophy with astrology. Uh, and we are preparing for a special guest next week. Yes. Our first guest. and. In order to set up for the special guest, we thought talking about astrology in general Mm -hmm. would be helpful.
0: By the way, you are listening to Seeking Mount Parnassus. I am the poet formerly known as Derek.
1: And I'm Katana.
0: This is a production that we produce together. There's no production (laughs) manager. (laughs) There's no uh, marketing team. There's no uh, little robots controlling our algorithms of how we do things. We have... Two mics, um, like the Beastie Boys. we got two turntables and a microphone, (laughs) although we have no turntables. But we have two mics, two free souls, um, free program called Audacity that we put the shit into, and our ability to have a conversation. This is what we bring to you for free. For love, actually, is why why we do it. And um, we will continue to do what we do for free, because freedom is the only way Mm -hmm. and we believe we believe in freedom and love and that is um the next step on the path in uh, into the aquarian age Mm -hmm. Uh, the monetary system is going down brother (laughs) Uh, the whole thing is is on its way out Uh, you can try to grasp onto it Mm -hmm. and hold on for dear life Mm -hmm. to the to the crumbling structures of western society Mm -hmm. but Clutching on, um, it it never works for long, no matter how strong you are. Uh, the the Your grip, how strong is your grip? Or do you have He-Man grip, or do you have a wet noodle grip? <laughs> okay. If you have a He-Man grip, which I doubt that you do, <laughs> unless you're a worker our, of some kind. Unless you're our good friend who lives somewhere in, in Kentucky. Uh, <laughs> if you're not that guy, uh, you probably have a wet noodle grip. And you're gonna have a rough time clutching on even mm. to the crumbling structures. So I recommend to you, as a free soul from one to another, um, just let go. Let go of the the, mm. f- the financial system, the fi- the financial consciousness, mm. the the economic uh, stranglehold that, mm. that has been uh, suffocating um, humans for you know, and really not that long actually, hundred no. years or so. You know, to, to say that it's a struggle and that it's uh, ubiquitously been happening is not true. We, we've we had different systems way for long periods prior to that, to the current one. So, uh, you know, it's okay. Well, we're going to make it and we're going to make it together. And the way we're going to make it, uh, at least the way Katana and I are going to make it, is by trying to figure out the world through the lens of the energy mm-hmm. of astrology. Mm-hmm.
1: Where should we start?
0: I think we should start by saying we use astrology by initiation. We have been initiated mm. into the tradition of astrology. we We have uh, given ourselves base knowledge by way of reading. And then we took our base knowledge that we garnered and we, we cultivated, cultivated it together and are now using the basic uh, structure of astrology to frame our daily lives by observing it directly mm-hmm. uh, each day. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, um, Pluto is in Aquarius and the sun is in, in Aquarius and when we started this podcast, it was Aries Rising, our favorite energy. Uh, we know this because we have looked it up ourselves. <laughs> yeah, we didn't find this out through some other means yeah we we have initiated ourselves into the tradition of astrology, mm-hmm. which is uh, a, another tool that you can use to help give yourself a, an opportunity for awakening. and um so yeah, I mean we we are practitioners mm-hmm. of the ancient energy of the stars mm-hmm. and the moon and the sun, mm-hmm. and we believe that this energy is worth preserving and and taking forth into the next age. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's why we talk about it. That's why we mm-hmm. use it, and that's why we wanted to maybe give you guys uh, uh, an example or reasons or. Clues as to why we're even, astrology is even something that we're interested in uh, talking about.
1: Right. And in addition to our own study, which is the primary thing, I did receive something of a transmission through a formalized school and study program, the Forrest Center for Evolutionary Astrology, which is Stephen Forrest's online school. I was in one of the first classes in 2021, and I completed the apprenticeship level program, mm-hmm. which I highly recommend to anyone that's interested in astrology. It's it is a foundation for becoming, uh, you know, some sort of professional astrologer. Mm-hmm. But I don't even think that that's the biggest gift that you get from learning it, it's provides you with the initiation that you need right. to be able to practice in your own life mm-hmm. um it's worth doing and it's not a, a, like a very high barrier to entry you can enroll they offer multiple rounds uh i think at the time it was two courses per year two apprenticeship groups per year yeah you know it's not prohibitive, prohibitory the price and the time commitment and things are not prohibitive. And if you have interest in astrology, the absolute best thing you can do is learn right. how to use it. And right. that apprenticeship program gives you enough information that then you can go from there. Right. But I and and also the inner sky by Stephen Forrest. Right. Perhaps you're catching the drift of who our special guest might be.
0: Perhaps you are, it depends on your initiation level. <laughs>
1: But The Inner Sky was my first astrology book, and I learned about astrology in a completely uh, surprising way. I I wasn't expecting to get connected to it. It came into my life, I'm sure, through karmic impulses, through the right timing of when it was to be activated. I know that it's been part of many previous lifetimes of mine. And it was by a colleague in an, in the nonprofit world mm-hmm. that I had no idea was into astrology. We'd never talked about it. We never talked about anything mm-hmm. outside of the food world that we were working in. And she just forwarded me this information about some astrology webinar or a, ne- a newsletter or something. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't know why she sent this to me. And then eventually I read The Inner Sky. And then I read the next Stephen Forrest book, Yesterday's Sky, which is about Uh, reincarnation and past lives in the chart. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, this is it. I got to do this. I finished both books in a matter of days. Mm -hmm. And then I enrolled in the school. Um, And then when I met you, you contacted me for an astrology session.
0: A birth chart reading.
1: A birth chart reading, which is the current way that astrology is mostly being practiced, Mm -hmm. which we might talk a little bit more about Mm -hmm. later. Right. And then because you were interested, I said, read The Inner Sky, mm-hmm. which you did right. immediately. Mm-hmm. Which
0: I did not read it in a couple of days. Um, Katana is a fast reader. <laughs> I, I can read as well, but I don't read at lightning speed. I read at a slightly slower pace. But I, I did read the book uh, quickly, fairly quickly. Yeah. Um, her um, She gave me a challenge. I had to read the book. Before we met again. Oh my
1: God, I forgot about that. She
0: said, if you do not read the book, we're not meeting. (laughs) So I said, oh shit, I'm going to have to read this book so that we have something to talk about during our coffee session. (laughs) Um, So I I read the shit out of it as fast as I could while still being able to um, digest the information. Hmm. And then we were able to uh, understand each other from a more uh, deeper um, view than right. than we were would have been able to without the 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 initiation of astrology. Yeah, I I didn't have much. I didn't have any foreknowledge or foreexperience with astrology prior to meeting Katana. Mm-hmm. Uh, I only had very superficial levels of mm-hmm. horoscope. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, my my only understanding of Aries mm-hmm. what I'm an Aries sun mm-hmm. was through horoscopes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've been reading horoscopes when I, since I was a kid. In the paper when i was Mm a kid i liked it but i never pursued it myself until reading the inner sky which opened up a portal into where we are now Mm -hmm. which helps me to understand Mm -hmm. the the framework of daily life
1: yeah and uh we're not doing any kind of like we're not sponsored Or anything like that.
0: No. We're
1: just saying what works for us and and the honest truth. The other thing I would say, too, is for people who want to learn or want to practice, the app um, Astro Gold is worth getting. That's what we use.
0: I think it's $30. Yeah. Possibly $40.
1: And it just gives you the daily... At any moment, you can look at what's happening at that moment. It gives you all the basic things to be able to track your own chart, the transits, what's happening. Right, and that's what we use. I don't get any information from anywhere else. Like uh, Derek was saying, we don't. I don't. We're not on social media. No, we don't read the new We just don't get information like that from anywhere else.
0: We're not a part of the community. <laughs> no, we're not a part of. We're we we not that we're not trying to not be a part of anything. Yeah, but we're just not. um uh coloring our life yeah with outside information right. uh that other people have to say right uh, not that there's nothing to say we just don't yeah digest that type of information right. we choose what we what we would pick right so uh, we know pluto pluto went into aquarius because we check every day we check every single day multiple times a day yeah god why do i feel like this oh yeah mars squaring uh my the south node duh yeah. <laughs> Right. Man, why are these motorcyclists uh, cutting off traffic, driving like <laughs> maniacs?
1: Uranus, trying Mars. Oh
0: yeah. Okay, I see. <laughs> I see. I understand. Yeah. It's not uh, rocket science. Uh, it's just basic understanding, and that's that's how we come to our uh, our way in which we uh, understand the world each day.
1: Yeah, and it's it is extremely helpful if you view it as some sort of map or some sort of Bulletin.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: What, what did I say? Daily demon battle bulletin. Yeah, it's like what demons are going to pop up today. Mm-hmm. What kind of energy is going? You know, it's not a, it's not a predictive thing in the sense of the astrology dictates what's going to happen. Right. But it it's uh, illustrative. It it illustrates
0: mm-hmm.
1: what is happening. Right. And what we've come to say is it's time Mm -hmm. okay mars is squaring the south node well it's squaring the nodes the Mm -hmm. the north and the south node right right now for everyone Mm -hmm. um and has been the last few days and so it's time it's time for mars energy to get involved with the karmic past and the spiritual path forward mm-hmm. and that means it's time for anger to be activated it's time for all the mars types of energy right you know astrology is so deeply involved with timing and we don't understand time we're always trying to understand time
0: mm-hmm. we
1: have all these different conversations about time i can't remember a lot of them
0: yeah it's it's we go back and forth of, other than uh it seems that time is circular yeah. And that we, we keep um, repeating and revisiting mm-hmm. the same types of uh, experiences, mm-hmm. the same types of people. Mm. Um, we came up with this soup thing once oh, yeah. where we're in a soup and sometimes, um, you know, everyone is in the soup. There's always the same things in the soup, mm-hmm. but sometimes the carrot floats to the top. Mm. Sometimes the onion floats to the top mm. and then the carrot sees the onion because they just both floated to the top because that, that's the point that they were at in their boil, the boiling. But uh, I think the time is similar to that, mm-hmm. that we're all in the, a soup together. All the energy is, is in there, but um, it only is a, awareness, our awareness of, of what is happening with the rest of the soup only becomes aware to us at certain times mm-hmm. based on timing. Mm-hmm. But it's all the same. Uh, one example I, I thought of is I used to get tattoos. Uh, I still do get tattoos, but I used to get tattoos... Um, and I've gotten them from lots of different types of people in lots of different types of situations. And uh, the last person who, to give me some tattoos was similar to other people who had given me tattoos in the past, mm. but he was a different, more advanced version of the the same type mm. of energy helping me to get tattoos. Mm-hmm. And I think this is just how it works in, in, in life and, and uh, relating to time. We don't know exactly what is going to happen, but the time is going to keep uh, circling back mm-hmm. to give us the the energy that we need at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just might, the The astrology gives us the, you know, kind of like the houses and the sign and the um, planets mm-hmm. give us a, a, an idea of what type of energy it's going to be mm-hmm. at that moment. Mm-hmm. You know, if we got Mars squaring the South Node, we might have a conference, argument mm-hmm. with our past mm-hmm. someone mm-hmm. in a Mars type of way. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it won't be a surprise to us mm-hmm. that today we're having an argument with someone from the past mm-hmm. over something mm-hmm. that is, uh, uh, has anger involved.
1: Mm-hmm. Right. So then the question becomes why
0: mm-hmm.
1: and how do we use that energy? If you take the soup metaphor further, There's all these different ingredients in the soup and different flavors and Mm -hmm. seasonings and things. Mm -hmm. The different archetypal energies could be seen as seasonings Mm -hmm. and flavors. Mm -hmm. And you need them all or all the ones for that particular recipe Mm -hmm. to create the final product. Right. And you need them in different amounts at different times in Mm -hmm. the process it's something like that. Maybe your astrological birth chart is your recipe.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> it's
1: your but recipes are also recipes. They're just a written thing. Mm-hmm. And you could take the same ingredients and create something different. Mm-hmm. Or if you and I take the same recipe, it's going to come out different mm-hmm. even if we both follow it fairly closely.
0: Mine's going to be much spicier.
1: It's like your birth chart is <laughs> your birth chart is a recipe. With only the ingredient list, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it doesn't have the instructions.
0: Oh, yeah, it's like, here's the ingredients,
1: but how you're gonna do it, we don't know. I guess that's up to you, (laughs) you know. Like, right, what and and but there maybe is some timing, there are some timing instructions Mm -hmm. because when the transits pop in, it's like, now's the time for Mars. Mm -hmm. Okay, well, what do I do with Mm -hmm. that? I don't know, but I know that Mars energy is needed at this moment. So there's this big element of timing Mm -hmm. with astrology, and it is helpful. I mean, I think one of the first things that was helpful to me with that was to see the timing of cycles and transits so that you can understand, like the Pluto square, which is one of the biggest midlife transits. Mm -hmm. People younger than me, I'm 42, people younger than me... The Pluto transits going to come later. I think yours is coming like later forties because you're Pluto and Scorpio. Mm-hmm. And as we've said, you know Pluto takes different amounts of time in each sign. But the Pluto square is a big transit. Right. It's an incredibly difficult one because Pluto shines a light on all the dark hidden stuff, mm-hmm. and it's giving you the opportunity for complete transformation. Right. But that's a death and rebirth, mm-hmm. which is not easy, and it can be. Very, very stressful.
0: Are you telling me that death and rebirth isn't going to be easy? (laughs) Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm sorry. Hold on. I'm on the program of I only want easy energies into my life. When I turn forty, whatever age I get Pluto square, I want it to be easy. Yeah. So you know, I I don't. I don't like that. I don't like what you're saying. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Right. Which you know is the truth. Right. And for me, when I had Pluto square going on, Pluto was sitting. On my south node, because in my birth chart, Pluto squares the south node one degree away. Mm. So it's almost exact square on Mm. my south node. So when Pluto is squaring Pluto, Pluto is also conjunct my south node, which is a once in every three lifetimes transit and then squaring Pluto. So it was hell.
0: Wait, hold on. Are you saying (laughs) that there is possibly other lifetimes than this one we're in right now
1: there might be something more going on
0: are you trying to say that there's something possibly called reincarnation that is just a the fact just the truth i am saying that oh my god do you want to fight no not in that way
1: (laughs) yeah so learning that that was happening Mm -hmm. was very helpful i did not make it much easier what had to be done during that time but it did give me hope at times that there will some point be an end right to this experience which there has been
0: mm-hmm. i mean
1: it's it's moved pluto's now six degrees away from my south node mm-hmm. and it's far enough away that i feel a shift right i now have pluto squaring jupiter mm-hmm. so i've got other things going on pluto's my best friend
0: i love pluto but, <laughs> pluto's
1: with me at all times yeah but it's changed and that's a relief and there's other things happening and there's other difficult things happening, mm-hmm. but it at least gives you this understanding that there's cycles for things and there's a reason why it's happening. Something is being activated and an, a door is being opened, which we talk a lot about. You always say a transit is an opportunity. I, I mean, you probably didn't invent that. Maybe we, we <laughs> might have gotten it so. from Stephen Forrest.
0: I highly doubt that I invented it.
1: But, you know, it's an opportunity for awakening,
0: mm-hmm.
1: for change, for growth. Mm-hmm. And then the question is, do you take that opportunity?
0: Mm-hmm. In the past, uh, my own personal experience of life, I I had a Saturn return. Yeah. It happened. I, I'm 36. It already happened. The first one happened already. Mm-hmm. During that time, I didn't really do it. I, 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 did, I avoided it. I, I tried to uh, continue on the path of... Mm-hmm. I don't want to. I, I don't want to do it right now. So um, I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. I I instead of giving of opening walking through the door, I um I basically put a bag over my own head, mm-hmm. duct taped it, and then jumped off a bridge into a river. Mm-hmm. That's what I did instead of facing. Sounds fun. Instead of uh, facing the the Saturn return, uh, giving me a chance for growth and uh, maturity, mm-hmm. um, it took a little a lo- little bit longer. Mm-hmm. I, I did make it. I made it. I've made it now to to a more um, uh, I think this is what could have happened for me, mm-hmm. uh, during the first and return. I could have came to this same realization I'm at mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. at, at that time. I just didn't take, mm-hmm. I didn't take the dose of medicine at that time.
1: Mm. Yeah. That's, that's an excellent metaphor as well. It's, you know, the medicine mm-hmm. that's needed, which is often bitter.
0: Mm, yeah. It might be Robitussin flavored.
1: You like Robotussin.
0: That's true, yeah. I, I used to love Robotussin. <laughs> it's
1: the most disgusting thing.
0: I, I do not endorse robo-tripping if you've ever done it. <laughs> robo-tripping, don't do it. But it's, a, it's quite the experience. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah.
1: So timing, that's one helpful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's all these other levels. Like when we met. Of course, I, I looked at your chart immediately because you sent me the information. Mm-hmm. Your chart information was also how I knew you were from New Mexico. Right. But looking at your chart, then I ran the synastry of yeah. your chart, you know, side by side with mine to right. see that the interaction between the two and the, the aspects between the two. Mm-hmm. I saw that your Mars opposed my sun. Mm. And I was like, oh, uh-oh. <laughs> This could be an intense, passionate affair. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I did the composite chart where I put the two charts through the formula of the midpoint and came up with the composite chart, which is reflection of the nature of the relationship. Mm -hmm. That's another area where we're working on our own understanding.
0: Yeah, we're still trying to figure out is a composite chart um, accurate? when when diagnosed through midpoint yeah. Uh, method yeah is, is there is there a better method yeah. uh, is there a better understanding of of composite we're not sure yeah. but we're working with the the midpoint method and it seems to be uh, on the whole fairly accurate up yeah. to this point
1: i mean it seems like the composite chart is accurate for the the nature of the relationship mm-hmm. what it feels like from the inside And also, perhaps the composite chart reflects the soul contract, Mm. the inter-lifetime nature of the relationship. Mm -hmm. And then what we are playing around with now is then there's a birth chart for the relationship in this lifetime, Mm -hmm. which we've used as our first kiss. Mm -hmm. That's our birth chart for the current relationship, Mm -hmm. which is then this lifetime's manifestation of... That soul contract, of like what we're doing in this lifetime, this is our understanding. By yeah, the way, right, no one right. else has said. I mean, I don't. We didn't get this from someone else. Yeah, so someone we're, else. We're just thinks figuring it, it out. or yeah.
0: doing it ourselves by by uh, just trying uh, experimenting, yeah. experimenting,
1: and using our own relationship as a, a a lens because we know about our own relationship. So right. it's helpful to use as a tool. But so the composite chart, when I saw the composite chart, also helped me understand. Mm -hmm. What's going on? I had the intuition of I knew who you were from the moment that you popped in. Mm -hmm. But looking at the chart, which has an incredible seventh house and, uh, you know, quite a lot of Scorpio energy and and things like that. I was like, oh, all right. I think that this this chart is lining up with my own feeling. Mm -hmm. And that was helpful. So that's another way that just having that to the tool. Mm -hmm. of what's happening what it's another way to look Mm -hmm. and verify your intuition um and to just get get a different perspective right so that that also is a way to become less personally attached Mm -hmm. to what's happening Mm -hmm. i think this this is something we've been talking about quite a bit lately the general transits of just the moment in time like Mm -hmm. you were saying pluto's In Aquarius the Sun is in Aquarius it's February 2nd 2024 right Um, the there's a Mercury Mars conjunction which has been there for a number of days in Capricorn Mm -hmm. you know there this is a picture of what's happening now right and as you were saying about the motorcyclists it's reflecting the general energy right whether anyone knows Mm -hmm. that this is what the astrology says doesn't matter No, because they're still responding to the energy, whether they're aware of it or not. Mm -hmm. But if you are aware of it, it can give you just a degree of distance, Mm -hmm. which is enough to be able to take it less personally and try to understand what the message is.
0: Right. We had this idea a while back uh, to try to inform or help uh, special operations units Mm -hmm. when they're doing raids or, you know, trying to do a killer capture or maybe just hostage, whatever. Yeah. I would not recommend doing a raid on Aries moon. Right. It, it, you might have casualties. Yeah. It's too too much energy. Yeah. I, I would recommend uh, raids based on, it, you know, if you're yeah. going to use a map or use any type yeah. of intel, Yeah. Um, astrology God, could, yeah. could be a helpful one. You know, rangers lead the way. Yeah. Um, I don't want to lead the way on an Aries moon.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right.
0: I, I want to be number five man, not number not point man.
1: Right, yeah, or not. like the aspects that are happening to the moon. Right, or like right now with the Mars Uranus trine. No, no, because unexpected shit's gonna happen, mm-hmm. and violence potentially shakeups. Right, but that actually brings up another interesting point, which I don't know if we can digress into right now or not. But it's about the like the ethics of the use of the tool, mm-hmm. and we've talked a lot about that as well. Mm-hmm. But it's a, astrology as we see it is a sacred tool and it's something that has been passed down for thousands of years and usually only through initiation Mm -hmm. would that information become available and when the information is used for an end that is not righteous
0: Mm
1: -hmm. in your own i guess in our interpretation of what that would mean Mm -hmm. you know for the purpose of love Mm -hmm. what happens then you know like it's a cool idea what you're saying Mm -hmm. but then we'd have to break down well what are these missions Who's directing these? <laughs> right. What's the purpose? And do we feel like we can say this is uh, a righteous
0: mm-hmm. purpose? Right.
1: I mean, we know, we know that spiritual warfare is a righteous purpose. Right. And we know that the spiritual warfare that each individual is doing is also righteous. Mm-hmm. So giving the tool to people, to special forces individuals, to you know everybody for their own path, Mm -hmm. we know is the right the Mm -hmm. right use right but that's just the first thing that came to mind because we were talking this morning about if the tool gets into the wrong hands Mm -hmm. it becomes black magic right right and then what
0: yeah it's it's actually uh similar to what's happening now yeah Uh, spiritual materialism yeah and and using a birth chart uh to make you have more power you know, people often, at least from what I've seen in my own uh, observations, yeah. is that um, astrology right now is being used in conjunction with um, things that people don't understand, like hermeticism and alchemy, to manifest money,
1: <laughs> right.
0: to become famous, yeah. to trick men to, to to become their lovers, you know, all, all types of other shit that is, yeah. is not... Uh, that has been, for sure, proven to be harmful. Right. <laughs> uh, that, especially with the Theosophy and, mm-hmm. and the the whole thing that happened mm-hmm. with Blavatsky and and mm-hmm. uh, what stemmed out of uh, the Theosophical Society mm-hmm. and uh, the the some of the famous um, progenitors of that mm-hmm. doctrine. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that uh, without the initiation um, mm-hmm. coming to you, mm-hmm. uh, the astrology can can open the door the mm-hmm. wrong door. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you're going to get the access, the, the, the access to energy is there, mm-hmm. but if you open the wrong door accidentally, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh, next thing you know, you're talking to a demon instead mm-hmm. of an angel, right. uh, you know, and are you prepared to talk right. to a demon today? Right. Are you, do you have enough shamanic power? Uh, do you have enough, um, have you, did you uh, successfully orchestrate us your first Saturn return? Uh, do you uh, understand About misery and suffering, have you been been to the below Mm -hmm. deeply? Mm -hmm. If not, I would recommend not opening the door that has a demon behind it. Right, and the best way to do that is to initiate yourself. Yeah, and to go through the ways of love and light. Mm
1: -hmm. Right, which is why we advocate for learning it yourself. Right, and. I did practice. I mean, that's how you and I met. Mm -hmm. I did start out doing a practice of counseling people or doing birth chart sessions. I did it for, I don't know, a year, a year and a half, Mm -hmm. something like that Um, as a centaur soul work, which was the name of my practice. And I was merging things with horses and working with people with horses and looking at horse charts and, Mm -hmm. you know, trying to help people develop their relationship with their horse and their own self-knowledge mm-hmm. with astrology plus other things. Um, but what I found personally was that it just it wasn't fulfilling for me because mm-hmm. one-time consults just don't go that far. And I have an eighth-house sun, which means depth is necessary mm-hmm. for me and actually half my planets in the eighth house, <laughs> including Mercury and Scorpio in the eighth
0: house. Right.
1: I can't help but be deep, and the only things that work for me are deep things. Right. So I would make my sessions, my birth chart sessions were uh, two hours, the initial ones, Mm -hmm. so that I could try to go deep, Mm -hmm. but it just didn't work with most people because they weren't ready.
0: And they're not initiated.
1: (laughs) Right. Same thing. You know, money will not initiate you Mm -hmm. into a magical tradition of any kind. No. You can pay... You can find there's all kinds of interesting people in Santa Fe, in fact, where mm-hmm. we are right, where you can pay a thousand dollars for a weekend intensive and learn about all your past lives and get all this information. Mm-hmm. Money is not the secret code. No. The magical world does not speak currency mm-hmm. in that way. no it, It's not the way to get get into the information and to become initiated. And so, anything that's asking for a really high—I mean, I—I I wasn't asking for a high dollar amount, but because I was trying to support myself, I had to charge.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It just is not enough, you know. It's—it's it's too low of a bar. Anybody has money, mm-hmm. can get money, right? You know, it's not—it's not preparing you. Mm-hmm. And then, if you talk to someone that doesn't even know the language, that's why I demand. I forgot I did that. Sorry. But at least that revealed to you immediately what you're getting yourself into.
0: I mean, I don't fuck around. That's true. I mean, if someone says you need to learn this by this time, I'm going for it. And that's that's, um, that's a challenge. Yeah. I mean, I'm Aries Sun, North Node in Aries, Jupiter in Aries. <laughs> yeah. I mean, give me a challenge, anyone. You know, I, I thrive on a challenge, you know.
1: Yeah. But that makes it possible to then even have a conversation. I mean, that's right. why we don't try to explain everything in this podcast. Mm-hmm. We are trying to have a conversation. And if every time we have a thought, we have to stop and back up 20 years, astrology is this Pluto means it, we're not going to get anywhere. It's just not going to be very deep. So, what we are hoping is that people enjoy the conversation. And perhaps find something inspiring and that will spark your own mm-hmm. learning and your own journey. We can't do it for you.
0: I recommend, if you're listening right now, read Dane Rudier's hmm. book. And if you can understand, it, <laughs> you're a fucking champion. <laughs> I highly recommend right now, read that book. Which one
1: do we have? The Astrology of Transformation, I
0: think mm-hmm. it's called. That, I
1: cannot finish it. Yeah. I have not
0: finished it. I mean, I can only understand it in a way because I have Mercury and Pisces in yeah, the twelfth. Yeah. If you can get that information and, and <laughs> run with it, you are—you have been initiated already in many <laughs> past lives. Right. You know, but I think that this—this this is the—the the thing that we are trying to preserve. Yeah. That, uh, there was a time, at least—I don't know. I don't really know because I've—I've—but I, I, you do know. Uh, there used to be a time where everyone knew the basic uh, fables. Everyone yeah. knew.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, you could ask a ten-year-old child, mm-hmm. um, and they could recite to you uh, Jonah and the whale, uh, Moses and the, and the tablets. Um, every single story they ever that ever was. Mm-hmm. They, uh, it was just common knowledge. Everyone knew mm-hmm. about um, the the archetypes, mm-hmm. the symbolism the the myths. Mm-hmm. It was just common knowledge. Mm-hmm. You didn't have to explain what Prometheus was. I mean right. everyone knew right. who Prometheus was. Right. You know, so since that has not it's not the case anymore. Right. Um it, it's caused a a, a replacement mm-hmm. uh which isn't working, you know?
1: No, because the replacement is media. Right. I mean now everyone knows television, mm-hmm. which is not the same.
0: It's at, too low a bar. Yeah. It's too low a bar. Passive, passive, passive passivity is not going to work as far yeah. as the archetype symbolism and the energy. Right. You need you need active energy, direct action by um, learning yourself, by right. reading, and then digesting the information, and then putting that into your subconscious. Mm-hmm. Then that will mix with your own soul, mm-hmm. and uh, you might understand. Mm-hmm. The first time I read. Um, some of uh, uh, the Bodhisattva way of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is that? His name?
1: Shanti Deva. Shanti
0: Deva. The first time I read just the very f- the first few lines of, of mm-hmm. that book, I was like, "Oh shit!" I heard this before. Right. I don't know. I understand. I I instantly understood, and I had no, at least as far as I know, this lifetime knowledge of of that. Uh, so I think this this is a crucial cru- crucial way that is necessary for um, if you're seeking Mm -hmm. uh, something in life. uh, You have to initiate yourself into the things that there are and then go from there. I mean, if I can try to explain um, Dane Rudier's book, um, I don't think I'll be able to, but maybe something in that book will mate with my own Mm -hmm. soul, past Mm -hmm. lives, Mm -hmm. and my current knowledge that I've gained uh, through reading to uh help me understand Mm -hmm. a little bit more and that's that's what we're trying to do rather than explain Mm -hmm. uh hermeticism you know right it just doesn't work
1: right because related to the thing about storytelling the art of conversation is another thing that has been killed and is almost completely extinct right it takes a number of different skills to have a conversation Mm -hmm. one of which is you have to get past your own ego because right. if all you're doing is talking about yourself and trying to make yourself look great and have people be impressed by you that's not a conversation that's a narcissistic speech which right. most people are not that interested in No I Hate to break this to the Instagram lovers but nobody really wants to hear what's on your story No It's not that that is making them watch it or like it you know it, it it's it's not a conversation it's some sort of addictive I don't know
0: what it's voyeurism.
1: Yeah, it's voyeurism, and it's in a, it's a replacement mm-hmm. for living your own life and and doing your own thing. Mm-hmm. But actually, no one really is that interested in somebody else's inner process no. unless it ties into a bigger theme mm-hmm. that they can identify with. Or I don't know. I mean, we tr- we try to tell stuff about our own experiences when it fits Mm -hmm. and to explain from experience, which is a storytelling. But that's, it's still, it's an exchange Mm -hmm. between you and I, and then hopefully between us and the listener. Right. It's not a just about me kind of thing. No. Which I guess is another way that astrology is getting misused. Mm -hmm. It's been put, currently has been put into the framework of psychology. Mm Mm-hmm. And they're trying to make it fit within the very, very limited size room Mm -hmm. of psychology, which is only 100 years old Mm -hmm. and is only based really on a very few number Mm -hmm. of people's theories. Right. And then they're trying to squeeze down this tool, the spiritual tool that has been around for thousands of years, that has had thousands of practitioners Mm -hmm. that anyone can access. And that is actually connected to i don't know if it's connected to or it, it is the universe
0: mm-hmm. literally right right
1: you know they're trying to make that fit in this small room called psychology mm-hmm. where then astrology just becomes a diagnostic tool of well you've got sun and aries you might have anger issues mm-hmm. let's talk about your parents and you know i mean i think that, that it's just not gonna work Astrology won't fit into that room because it has too many things that fall outside of the framework of mm-hmm. psychology. Um, but what's happened with that is people are taking astrology as another narcissistic indulgence, mm-hmm. a spiritual materialism of well, if I learn about my chart, I don't know, then I know more about me.
0: Yeah, then I can use myself, use that information to gain more followers, <laughs> right? More. People that are gonna clap for me when right, I do right, shit. Right. You know, if if I can know myself even better by uh, other people telling me yeah. what what they're saying, right, uh, that will translate into I'll have a, a Lamborghini, yeah, and, and be rich. I'm gonna be a. I'm gonna become a influencer now because, right. You know, it's just bullshit. Or
1: you can use it to impress other people, mm-hmm. or you can use it as a party trick. That's something Stephen Forrest will say. Mm-hmm. It's like it's not a party trick. It's not a, you know, you're going to a cocktail party and then someone gives you their information and then you can impress them with things that you shouldn't be able to know, Mm -hmm. but you can know. I mean, that's not a good use of it either.
0: No, I'm, I, I mean, I'm not guilty of it, but, uh, the other day, um, I wasn't trying to, it just came to me, Mm -hmm. uh, but a person related to someone that I know, um, we saw their chart and they happened to have, what was it? Jupiter and Gemini?
1: God, I don't remember.
0: I think they had Jupiter and Gemini, and then they had Mars. Mars was also in something. And I just got a flash. Like, oh, since this guy is not a pro athlete, um, he must be obsessed with sports. So uh, I bet he's got this certain um, thing, and he's really interested in... Fantasy football and <laughs> right. uh, betting on it and all that. Right. Um, and I got that in, in a flash by looking at the chart. You know, it wasn't uh, special. You mm-hmm. know, and that's exactly a parlor trick. Right. You know, and, and um, that is not the intended use whatsoever. And it didn't help me. It didn't help that person in any way. Right. It's just uh, that's a f- that shouldn't be done.
1: Right. Because what is the point really of mm-hmm. going deeply into yourself?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: It has to connect back out to other people Mm -hmm. and to the universe otherwise it's not a spiritual path it's narcissism right and i think that the pluto and scorpio generation has a particular problem with that because scorpio does want to go deep Mm -hmm. and wants to get to the truth and has this feeling of being pulled towards things like psychotherapy or depth psychology or shamanism which are not the same thing Uh, they get grouped together with pluto and scorpio but they're not Mm -hmm. But, you know, that this going deeply into in and of itself is the point. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it is. I mean, I think what happens if you keep going deeply in is you come out Mm -hmm. and then suddenly you become more connected Mm -hmm. to everyone and everything else because you can see that we're all the same Mm -hmm. and we're all experiencing the same demons and Mm -hmm. we... Are all having the same struggles, right? And by understanding yourself, you can understand others better. Mm-hmm. But just gaining an understanding of yourself is not the Bodhisattva's path. No, I mean, what then? What? So then, where, where, what does that lead? I don't. I mean, then we have all these individuals that are just wanting to be a better me, live your best life. <laughs> You know? right. But what, how's that helping anyone else? I don't know. Is that helping the world?
0: Not that I've seen.
1: And of course, we're not we're not literalists in terms of helping the world. How are we doing that? I mean, we're doing that through being loving in all of our interactions. We're doing that through uh, trying to be authentic and tapping into things that are real and bring joy.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That energy does go to other people. Right. So it's not like, you know, we're not liberals. We're not saying your life is meaningless if you don't do charity work explicitly or whatever. Mm-hmm. But there's also another way of going too far. It's literally narcissus looking into the pool and then falling in. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not that's not the purpose of astrology.
0: No, no, and it, it's it's definitely not the purpose of. What it means to be alive. Yeah. Uh, one thing, the an insight we had recently, we uh, had a um, katana had a riding lesson, uh, horse horse riding lesson, and after after that we had some challenges related to what was going on. We think it's possibly related to past lives, and one thing that came to me was that. We're always thinking about how these transits and and what is going on is is affecting me personally. Yeah. But what's actually happening is that we may, we are affecting where other people, where we go. Right. It it may have nothing actually to do with us that much. Right. What we're actually doing is influencing someone else's experience of of their life and the transit it it could possibly be for them only and and have uh, not as much to do personally right with what we you know so I think that that's a, another area that has been um flipped right uh, in in the current age is right everything to do with everything has to do with me right. only right and then I I relate to everything mm-hmm. be, uh, from my own egocentric right uh view vantage point right which then causes me to to go into ego not just like narcissi- narcissism narcissists and I think that the actually the way it works and the way astrology actually works is, is not like that it, it's it's more it's interconnected because everything is connected the stars and the planets the earth the, uh all the energy is all co- dependent upon each other or else it won't work you know uh, the Pluto needs to to have Neptune Saturn Mars, all all of them need to be spinning and floating hmm. exactly right, or else no none of the planets are gonna work the way it has. It's all interconnected. Mm-hmm. It's not just that Mars needs to have its own thing, and Pluto, <laughs> right. Pluto right. needs to do its own thing. Right. Everything needs to do. It, it's all one team, one fight.
1: Ah. If not, yeah.
0: it everyone's fucked. Right. The whole planets. Everything is screwed.
1: Right. So if you apply this this whole mentality, the the whole philosophy of the individual is king and and everything comes down to the individual. Mm-hmm. It's it's a perversion of right. what's actually happening. Mm-hmm. And it will it, it causes you to get out of the flow. Right. Is the primary thing. If you separate yourself, you're out of the flow. Mm-hmm. You're out of the magical world. Right. Because in the magical world there's no ego. No. There's no separate self. No. And the way that we are manifesting in this lifetime is primarily as a a tool or mm-hmm. as a flavor in mm-hmm. the soup mm-hmm. that is necessary our particular flavor is is reflected by the chart but the soup needs us or it won't taste right
0: mm. i think you are the meat the meat in my soup <laughs> <laughs> Why? I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> a very important part. Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> what part of the soup are you out there? Are you are you the parsley? Mm-hmm. Or are you the potato? Mm-hmm. Uh, are you the liquid? Are mm-hmm. you the the stock? Or what? I don't know. You know. Mm-hmm. I think the the thing that we get lost in. Um, I don't know how it happened or what, when exactly, but we all uh, suddenly um, thought we weren't together in right. the soup. Uh, we're we're all together in the same soup. We're all uh, percolating together, mm. uh, and we're trying to to um, make it. Mm-hmm. But if we if we all do our own thing inside the soup, it I don't know what will happen. Uh, we're all boiling at the same temperature, mm-hmm. at the same time, at the mm-hmm. same speed. Mm-hmm. Um, the potato is boiling just as much as the carrot. And uh, if we, if the potato is crying uh, about how hot it is, <laughs> and without the acknowledgement of the carrot's own suffering of their yeah. the carrot is burn is boiling as well. You can't look at the, the carrot as the potato and be like, "I'm suffering." You know, the the right. carrot is suffering right. as well. Right. We're all suffering. We're all right. thriving. We all could be thriving together. Right. We're all in the same soup. Right. So let's just act like it and then we could eat, then we could just be a soup instead of being uh you know a potato, you could be a goulash. Oh. Instead of being a carrot, you could be uh turmeric ginger something. You yeah. know, uh, some type of soup. I don't know that yeah. many different types of soups, yeah. but <laughs> a minestrone or whatever yeah. instead of being an individual ingredient. You know, we're we are ingredients and are and it's important what we do in the soup, but we're one soup. Mm -hmm. So we should um, acknowledge that at least and and uh, move towards a uh, unification of each other so that we can be good, taste good uh, instead of being gross.
1: Yeah. And and I think. Oh, I had so many different thoughts when you were saying that. And I have to see if I can hold on to any of them. I mean, I think that has to do with this Aquarian energy mm-hmm. and what we're going to create. And Aquarius having this, this connection to the collective as mm-hmm. well as the individual, as right. well as the individual genius. Oh, I know. I was going to say that the... So our own authenticity mm-hmm. is connected back to our soul. Right. And the soul, the reason it's necessary and important to be yourself and do what you love mm-hmm. is because that's the only way you can bring through mm-hmm. to the collective what's necessary. Mm-hmm. The, the, the soul is part of the whole. Mm-hmm. So when you actually are going back to connect to your soul, mm-hmm. it's not your soul. Mm-hmm. I mean, we do have these, these karmic threads, Mm -hmm. that seem like they're just ours Mm -hmm. and we will probably talk more about that next week Mm -hmm. but at the same time the soul is love and light and is connected to everything Mm -hmm. so the closer we get back to the soul the, the more we're connected with everyone right and so i think that's the other thing you know when you when you're looking at the New age marketing
0: mm-hmm. and
1: spiritual materialism. I mean, that's always a red flag. Mm-hmm. If something ends at you, mm-hmm. you're gonna live your best life. You're gonna mm-hmm. follow your soul and become the authentic you.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: We heard someone the other day say, Move in authenticity and no offense. Not to mock not to mock that person. She's brilliant. No but- offense in any way. <laughs> but we were so shocked because We were like, what is this phrase? Mm -hmm. And then figuring out that, oh, it must be an Instagram thing, Mm -hmm. and we don't know these things. But that, I can just tell without having read anything, Mm -hmm. that the use of that phrase is just about you being you. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with actually connecting back to the whole. Mm -hmm. And so then it becomes a path of spiritual materialism, materialism and not a true spiritual path. Mm-hmm. because there is no true spiritual path that just leads to you. And then you're the end. No, that's the path of materialism.
0: Almost every spiritual path that the first thing you learn, uh, is that you are not you mm-hmm. and that, um, there's more going on. Mm-hmm. And that, 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 that's like the first step. Oh my God, I didn't realize that we're all connected. And, uh, the tree is me. I'm the tree. Uh, and we, love is the only mm-hmm. thing, uh, that's the first thing, uh, in most spiritual traditions, right. that the, your own personal ego mm-hmm. is the is the first barrier right. that you have to slap down right. to to get to the the just the basic the basic level right. of understanding to to go uh, beyond that. Um, I highly recommend cutting through spiritual materialism by Chogyam Chungpa. Uh, he breaks it down excellently mm-hmm. in that book, and it w- it, 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 the way that he does it is funny. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, recommend, um, I recommend it highly.
1: He was a wild man, for yes. sure. Yes. But I always loved his books and felt like he got at something mm-hmm. and was able to explain something in a way that no other Buddhist teacher that I found, and I've read many mm-hmm. Buddhist books, um, could articulate as clearly. And and actually, I think he did use this metaphor of the soup. I know I told oh, yeah, you we were trying I, to find it.
0: Yeah, I was I was talking about this a while back, the soup thing, and uh, Katana w- was like, "This is, I think, this is uh, Chogim's uh, metaphor or that he was used once, but I didn't, I didn't get it from there. No, but it, maybe it came through. I, I've got something going on with Chogim. Yeah, he's his way speaks to me quite a lot. So. Yeah,
1: yeah, me too. We probably were all together doing something mm-hmm. somewhere. But yeah, I mean I think that this this is a thing that is pervasive in the current I don't even know what to call it anymore. Mm-hmm. The dominant paradigm, the dying paradigm, maybe the old paradigm. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know. But the this whole thing about the individual, it all comes down to What's called materialist, materialist viewpoint, mm-hmm. which is actually a philosophy. It's not just about um, materialism. Like I need more stuff. Right. It does become that. Mm-hmm. But the viewpoint is that the only things that are real are what we perceive as the physical material reality. Mm-hmm. And you can see this in in everything right now. Mm-hmm. You know, science. That's what science is. Right. Um, and the the human. Mm -hmm. then becomes, you're just your human body and your brain. Mm -hmm. And so when you die, that's over. Right. Because you're only the physical material of your brain. And if your brain is not working, it's done. Right. So that is the basic materialist understanding. Right. And if you look at things that way, then you can believe that things are separate. Right. You are over there. You have this physical body. It looks enclosed. It looks like it's a separate thing from mine. If you punch me, it's going to hurt. We're separate beings, that's the end of it. Mm-hmm. And then from there come all these other things. Right. And I think also psychology psychology fell into that trap and it also fell into the one lifetime trap mm-hmm. <laughs> or the lack of the connection to the magical world right. because then it's like, well, if there's only this one lifetime, clearly you're nothing before you're born mm-hmm. and you're nothing after you die. So that means that the source of all of your suffering has to be in this lifetime. Mm -hmm. So that created this this approach of taking a a magnifying glass to your childhood and trying to find the source Mm -hmm. of where did you get this? It must come from somewhere. Mm -hmm. That approach never worked for me. I mean, I had such an immense amount of grief in my soul that would come out at times that I was just unable to find mm-hmm. a source for. right, Like this is not, this is not proportionate to my childhood.
0: <laughs> no. I didn't
1: have the best childhood, but i very far from the worst. Right. Not to create that level of grief. No. When I started understanding my chart, I saw, oh, I've got Pluto squaring the South Node. I've been through some shit. Mm-hmm. No wonder I'm carrying a lot of grief. It just makes so much more sense. Right. But that whole thing of like, it comes back to, you, your life, your parents, mm-hmm. it it's more separation. It's more like it, it, it reinforces ego.
0: Yeah. I mean, you know? if, if you can think that you're separate from another person, it's the, it's the basic, um, framework for setting up killing. Yeah. I mean, uh, to, to say that there's other, as opposed to one, then you're saying that it's possible to, to, to be different and, that's the first step towards genocide, really. Yeah. I mean, there's no wars, there's no um, conflict, violence, right. death, right? Uh, killing without the acknowledgement that there, there's others than, uh, you know, some are good, some are bad. Right. Pick a side, blah blah blah. Right. Without that idea, there's no possibility for that to happen. Uh, if we're all one, then we killing's wrong. <laughs> you know. If we're all one, yeah, of then, course. Then um, mass genocide and war is obviously wrong, but it's not right. wrong from a materialist right. point of view of just ethically and morally. Right. It's just straight up wrong from a natural law right. point of being that we're all one. Yeah. So killing one is killing all, truly.
1: That's Shanti Deva says that it's like the different parts of your body.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: You know that you wouldn't attack your own hand mm-hmm. because the hand is part of your body. Mm-hmm. But also if you cut off your hand, you're still you. Mm-hmm. You know there's this confusing relationship mm-hmm. with the physical, but that it's actually, you know, we're all part of the same body. Mm-hmm. The the hand is as necessary as the head mm-hmm. in that that totality. Mm-hmm. But the other interesting thing is that there is there is something to the individuality. You know, we don't want to go back to, we're not communists. You know, we're not going no, to no, like no, Maoist, no. you know, like no. there is no individual, everybody's the no, same. No. And, you know, I mean, obviously not, Um, but maybe not so obviously.
0: Yeah. I mean, not, definitely not that. Yeah. Definitely not that. Yeah. But the, it's just about the flavor.
1: Yeah. soup yeah
0: my soul has a yeah. different flavor yeah than yours yeah and they're both good and they shouldn't be discarded they should be united
1: didn't you have this thought once about what if we're all or maybe it came from a book like we've been dispatched here to get information and the only way we can get all the information is by having all these different kinds of experiences mm-hmm. and then it's not possible for one person to be able to do everything
0: Yeah, I read, uh, I think it came from The Convoluted Universe by Dolores Cannon, Mm -hmm. where there's this woman who kept having lost time. She was, uh, and when Dolores Cannon did the regressive hypnotism, she found that under hypnotism, she was saying she was being transported back to the planet that she was, came from. And her job was, she was like a a human or an intergalactic spy in a way where um, there's like one consciousness. And in order to learn as much as you can uh, in, just in general, in the universe, um, humans are vehicles for mm-hmm. the mass consciousness. And the only way to know everything is to have shitloads of people doing different types of things. Yeah. so when under hypnotism, this woman was actually an alien from another planet who was on recon. On Earth, to mm-hmm. to just to to have a human experience, um, nothing negative or, or positive mm-hmm. about that experience, yeah. just the experience itself, to to bridge towards the collective consciousness, uh, to learn as much as possible. Yeah, I I did not come up with it; it was from that book.
1: Yeah, I like that idea, though. I mean, it's an interesting. It's interesting, yeah. Uh, symbol or metaphor. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was one other thing. Oh, about astrology. I think that the the other thing that's interesting about astrology and is an important uh, delineation to me between astrology and some other things. Well, there's kind of two things. One is that it's accessible to anyone, mm-hmm. you know, also true that you need to be initiated. Right. However, if you make the effort, you can. Right. You can learn it. Mm-hmm. It's the information is available. There are lots of excellent teachers Mm -hmm. out there. It's not that hard to get yourself initiated, Mm -hmm. which is very in line with our anarchist principles and philosophy Mm -hmm. of everyone should have access. There should not be an elite. It shouldn't be the church interprets the Bible Mm -hmm. and you don't get to read it yourself. This is the opposite of that. It's a direct experience but you do have to learn the language. Mm-hmm. You can't read the book if you don't speak the language. Right. But once you do, you can put it into play in your own life and find out what's going on.
0: And once you speak the language, you start to to hear yeah the speech exactly being being spoken to you yes without having to um, uh, hear gibberish. You know the suddenly Mars squaring the sun. Uh, Makes sense to you, and you can feel it. Right. I mean, I've noticed since we started observing the moon, the moon affects affects us. We've noticed. I mean, we've yeah. just we've been aware of the moon yeah. cycles. Yeah, you know, it changes sign every two days. Yeah, and it affects us, uh, and it affects us. I think mostly or partly because of our awareness right. of it and, and merging with it
1: right.
0: uh, by being able to speak the language of astrology.
1: Right, and and making yourself open mm-hmm. and receptive. And at the same time, after you got your initial introduction to mm-hmm. the basic language, and I finished the first round of training you know, through the apprenticeship program, I did quite a bit of other reading and mm-hmm. webinars and all that stuff. But once you and I got together, we really stopped consuming other people's takes mm-hmm. because we could feel almost immediately that part of what we're doing together is developing our own right. understanding mm-hmm. and so we just started to do that mm-hmm. like okay let's check the app what's happening today mm-hmm. and how does it feel and then actually questioning mm-hmm. and many times coming up against i don't know what are, what what is mars squaring the sun mm-hmm. what do we do with that mm-hmm. i've got a foundation of understanding for that but i also wanted to know from my own experience and my own tools my own intuition my own body my own heart is that right mm-hmm. is 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 it that
0: for right. me right
1: and then developing it more deeply so that's where it becomes a practice mm-hmm. rather than i don't know what you know something you consume
0: a horoscope
1: yeah a horoscope
0: that it doesn't go anywhere and doesn't really give you any any tools right to to progress through life it's just a explanation right uh, uh coming from someone else right
1: Right. Which was the second thing I was going to say, which is that anything that puts someone else in a position of power over you, Mm -hmm. that they have more knowledge, they have more access, they can get information that you can't get. They're going to tell you Mm -hmm. what's going on. Be wary. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: I mean, that's most likely wrong. Right. I mean, there are people that have knowledge that we don't have. Of course. But it's not that that makes them in a position of power. And that you can't get access to that if you can't get access to it it's not real I right. mean it's a marketing ploy anything that people say you know I started once I started making these um, pillars like I was going to create a tool of criteria for mm-hmm. how do you sort out the real from the fake uh-huh. and one of my rules was if one white guy invented it And he's the only person or woman or whatever, you know, Mm -hmm. one person, it's often a white guy. Yeah. But if one person is the only person that has ever received this information throughout history and they're the only person that can access it, it's bullshit Mm -hmm. because that's just not how the universe works. No. I mean, so if it's trademarked as I invented this, I can think of many good examples of this, Mm -hmm. then no, Mm -hmm. (laughs) no, no. Just no.
0: No, it's free. <laughs> right. Uh, the, the energy and the message is free. Anyone can have it. You can have it right now for free. You do not have to buy it. And you do not have to uh, ask someone what it is. You can get it. It's there. Uh, but you have to initiate yourself into the language. You have to uh, mate with it. You have to dance with it. You have to... Um, do something. Yeah, I mean, you, you. This this is the other fundamental problem with our current yes. age. You have to. You will have to do something to to feel it. If you're not willing to do anything, then that's okay. But you're gonna live unconsciously mm-hmm. and and repeat karmic patterns mm-hmm. over and over again. If you're willing to acknowledge that there's the energy is there for free mm-hmm. and that you have access to it without a teacher or a guru then you might be able to transcend something and grow and experience a different um, way. You know, what's a song? Is, is a song that's a flamenco guitar song? It, you need to hear that song being sung in Spanish. That's the way it's supposed to go, come. Uh, English translation is not going to work. Mm-hmm. It's not going to be as good. Mm-hmm. You need to hear the, the language in its native mm-hmm. tongue, yeah. not translated through God knows what.
1: Right. Yeah, it's free. And that's why the podcast is free and why we're continuing to do it, because we just want to share and we want to encourage conversation. So please join us next week with our special guest, Stephen Forrest.
0: Oh, my God. Yes, please join us. Please join us on the path. Uh, Initiate yourself into the tradition become aware, speak the language, hear the beautiful flamenco guitar, mm. play into your eardrums, yeah. and uh, and and do something. You can do it. And uh, if you would like to um, see what we've got going on, you can do it at seekingmountparnassus.com. You can do it at lwltw.com. If you know, uh, if you have RLTW tattooed on you, hell yeah, I recommend listening to this and uh, telling us about it. You can email us at seekingmountparnassus at gmail.com. You can find us uh, if you live in Santa Fe. Uh, we are around. If you if you skateboard, um, I, me and Katana are often at skate parks. Uh, if you see a guy skateboarding who's around 36 years old <laughs> um, with tattoos on his hands, that's me. <laughs> Feel free to say hello. Uh, if you're um, a horse lover, and you have horses and you you're, you do like to jump. Um, Katana, she's a jumper. And she might be riding around. You might meet her on the path. Uh, and um, yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening. And I hope that you continue to listen and that you hope you continue to understand that the answer is free.
1: Lightworkers lead the way.
0: Soha.